Welcome to Prime Cohesion. Please join us as we move forward in this endeavor. We hope you join us for some banter and laughs as we touch on the real live topics that united us. Yeah, go ahead. I actually saw a clip of a liberal Democrat on CNN with some common sense. I couldn't believe it. Did you pass out? Yeah, I almost did. Did you know they were recording? <laughs> yeah, they were live, but I don't know what the full context of the conversation was. But, she, you know, she was just like, you know, these people need help just like everyone else that is affected by environmental disasters needs help. It doesn't matter who they voted for or what their politics are. Take the politics out of it and put the humanity back in it just like the people of Flint with their water situation, like these, the people of that town didn't decide to have that train crash and then burn off everything. It's not their fault. No, it's so not. It's nobody's stop, stop treating them like pariahs and fucking help them out. Oh, I'm sure you could trace it back to blame somebody as far as, but it's got nothing to do with political policy. The fact that that happened or political, much less political affiliation, who gives a shit. And it's really, so it's really surprising to me that the liberals are the ones saying that stuff, considering they're supposed to be like for the people, you know, or whatever, you know, kind of, kind of deal, you know, they're for humanity. They're, you know, let's do things for the environment. Let's help people out, you know, and all that. Unless you disagree with them. Exactly. That's pretty much how they react. Yeah. Only my opinion matters. Why do you keep talking? Oh, that's the argument that I hear come out of their face on a regular basis. It's no different. I mean, I told uh, my buddy on Twitter, you know, he said he was, he he likes to go after uh, Lauren Lauren Bobert Bobart and yeah. uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. I mean, the other one I don't I don't know, but he likes to go after them. And she said something about I don't know if you guys have seen the clip of Zelensky talking about how if uh, Russia were to uh, invade a NATO country, then the U.S. would have to go send troops or whatever. And she was pretty much just saying like, no, we don't want this, you know, blah, blah, whatever. Or I don't want this as a, you know, whatever person, my sons and daughters or my, you know, fellow Americans aren't going to go fight this war. Uh, he was saying, you're an idiot, blah, blah, blah. Well, I posted on there and I just told him, I said, I said, we shouldn't be, over, we shouldn't be involved at all. The problem is, is we've been involved in Ukraine for the last 30 years and NATO did NATO and the U S did provoke Russia into taking action. Now, was Russia's action over the top? I would agree with you if you said yes, it is over the top. But to say that we did nothing to provoke it is just kidding wrong. yourself. Wrong. It's 100% wrong. Yeah. Now, whether it was a handshake agreement or a verbal agreement or whatever, state officials did ensure Gorbachev that NATO would not 
see Russian borders. And by add, and they started in the 90s. They added the Czech, they added Slovakia, they added Balkans. Then, yeah. the Balkans. And the last draw uh, was Ukraine. And Putin warned them before they did it, said, do not cross this line. Yeah. I'm telling you, under no uncertain terms, don't cross this line. I'm good with everything else. I'll let it all go. Don't cross this line. And we were like telling Ukraine, we're tapping them on. Go ahead. Just go ahead. It's fine. It's fine. Tapping them on the shoulder. We're like the devil in their ear. Exactly. And but his rebuttal to me was, well, Putin, you know, we didn't provoke this. And Putin had already invaded uh, Crimea. I'm like, well, we provoked that too. When we meddled in the, we got the president ousted in 2014. We had no business doing yeah, there's a lot of that that a lot of people are, and us and us included, aren't privy to all the information and how it actually went down. But yeah, to say that in this day and age that we're not involved, now nah, come on, we're involved. In That's everything. just naive. That's just fucking naive. We have assets in every single country across the globe that matters. Everywhere we have ever been, we're still there. Exactly. With Marines. So- Yes. With Marines, but uh, with Marines also also come black sites and CIA, CIA stations. Yeah, uh, they're all, all over. Right. Yeah, so it's just it's just wild. It's just wild to me. I mean, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are just. I don't know if they're naive on purpose because they don't want to know, or they're just so puffed up like there's no way that our country could possibly do that, or. I don't there's know. just there's so many people out there that think the government's batting a thousand. Yeah. It's like they're ignorant <laughs> to what they don't know, and they get most of their information off their cell phone, which is TikTok and Facebook, and most of that's a lie. But there's a really good, uh, as it pertains to the whole Russia and Ukraine thing and NATO. There's a really good. Uh, I don't know if it's an article or if it's like a, a journal or whatever, but it's on the Cato Institute's website. Who? Cato, C-A-T-O Institute. Okay. And it's all based in fact. There's no opinion in there. There's no political bias? No. No political bias. It's all it's all based in fact. I mean, they, they laid out what, what uh, Senior Bush did. They laid out what Clinton did or did not do. They laid out what uh, Bush, W. Bush did. And they laid out what Obama did. Gotcha. So the House and the Senate both passed the ESG rule. Biden's going to have to veto it. Let's see what he does. What's the ESG? Environmental social governance. It's a rule that I think it's unconstitutional anyway, but the uh, they pushed the rule out to where they would affect basically our retirement accounts and anyone else. Wall Street, they have to take into account ESG factors, even if it's a shitty fund or whatever. The whole thing is just garbage. They're just trying to make us fund their bad policies with stock shares. I mean, There's something about that ESG. I didn't. I haven't looked into it. The, the whole thing's garbage. Every everything, every tentacle to ESG is garbage. They're all of it. I mean, this affects 150 million people's retirement accounts. Think about it. It's almost every work in America. What does my retirement fund or retirement plan have to do with climate change? They want them to fund it by having the brokers force you 
to buy funds that are garbage by forcing them to put it in front of you to pick from. I mean, look at the garbage we got to choose from now. Yeah, they're they're posting uh, three hours ago, three hours ago, four hours ago. Senate on Wednesday formally killed a Biden administration rule that encourages private retirement plan fiduciaries to consider ESG. So it looks like it must have all of it pretty much got shot down today. Yeah, he'll veto it, then it'll go back, and either they can two thirds it. I don't know if they'll get the votes for two thirds, or they'll have to rely on the Supreme Court to do the right thing. I don't know that that's even a good idea anymore. And no matter which way you look at it, they're politicizing investments. Yes. That's the whole point. The whole thing of ESG is politicized. There's nothing, there's not a check mark that's positive. It's a talking narrative. And who wins for this? The government? The government and the people that got in on the ground floor. The, uh, like I said, it always is follow the money. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Where's the money going? To the donors. Somebody said uh, about Jalen Carter who for all intents and purposes has before this has never been in trouble that I'm aware of. Uh, didn't have any issues at school that I'm aware of, but Todd McShay, who works for ESPN, uh, in a unsubstantiated comment that made an unsubstantiated comment that the kid had character issues. They like, they like to use that word character issues, character issues. Yeah. It's a new key phrase. Yeah, it's a key phrase. You gotta look out for that one. He's got character issues. You know, back in the day, they were just blatantly honest about their opinion. They just say he's a thug. You know, right? But it's just, it's like, it's like, bro, come on, just stop and think about what you're saying for a second, and like how you're affecting someone else's life. If you don't have proof that you're willing to share, then just shut up. Don't put it out there. That, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. There's too much for the ratings and actual honesty these days. But I tell you what, I was telling a guy I work with this who's a big Georgia fan, said, I want to know where Kirby got his psychology major at because he has got all of these kids, guys, adults, players, whatever, convinced that they are underdogs, that nobody believes in them, that everybody's doubting them. They did all year and all this garbage. I'm like, Nolan Smith was on the podium at the combine today talking about Georgia doing more with less. I'm like, more of what? With less of <laughs> what? What are you talking about? You guys have recruited at the number one spot or top three for the last six years. You got like 55 stars on your roster. What? 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 In what universe are you doing more with less? Yeah, talk, I can only strange. assume. I can only assume he's talking about the quarterback position. That's the only thing I can assume. Yeah, that would be accurate. But I, I do. I, I would really like to know where he got his psychology training at. I need to. Uh, I need to take that class. He's killing it. <laughs> I mean, they were t the players. Stetson Bennett even was talking about it at the parade or whatever. <laughs> you guys doubted us all year. Blah blah blah. He was telling that to the fans. I'm like, <laughs> nobody what? fucking doubted you what? people. <laughs> Well, if you actually look at the odds, the odds were it's only been done, what, twice before or three times back to back? And it's never been yeah. done three times. So the expectations oh, already Alabama. all, already they ain't going to, they might make playoffs next year, barring this situation coming up. But 
it's unfeasible if you're betting on it for them to win out. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, if you're if you're going strictly off odds and statistics and things like that, then fine. You know, I, I, I can see what you're saying there. Yeah. But to say that you that people were basically saying you didn't have a shot is ludicrous. Ludicrous. That's ludicrous. The team that didn't have a shot is the one you beat 65 to 7. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Did you, uh, I got an off the wall question here about Marine Corps. Did y'all have to do the swim qual test as a Marine? Yeah. So Marines have to qual test just like Navy guys? Oh, yeah. Okay. I was yeah, wondering, full, man. I never thought gear. about it. Yeah. They push you off a fucking 10 meter board into the water with all your fucking shit on. But an 80 pound ruck? Everything. They yeah. basically just try to drown proof you. You don't have to swim, but you can't drown. <laughs> so that, and the guys, we had guys that were afraid to tell the drill instructors. No, the you have to carry it. The uh, how do you tread water with it? Eighty pounds. Slowly, the um, drill instructors would pretty much scare the shit out of you. So you'd be afraid to tell them you can't swim because when you got into the swim pool, when you got to the pool. They would tell you, anybody that can't swim, stay over here, learn how to swim. The rest of you come with me. And guys would be afraid to say they can't swim and then be at the top of the 10-meter board. They'd jump off, hit the water, go straight to the bottom, and the drill instructor go, fuck. And he'd have to jump in and go get <laughs> Can you swim? No, sir. Get the fuck to the other end of the pool. <laughs> I've heard that about Navy guys, but not the Marine Corps, but I never thought about it. But y'all we didn't wear, deployed you didn't on have, boats and you stuff. Had, you had your rifle, your skid lid, full camis, boots, and uh, that was pretty much it. When you jumped off the thing, and then the they showed you how to, uh, they showed you how to take your trousers off and turn your trousers into a flotation device. You could turn because uh, the camis that we had back in the day, they didn't. You could fill them full of air and put them around your freaking neck, basically, and use it like a life preserver if you were drowning. But Basically, you just had to tread water or swim. You had to be able to make it so many meters in the pool with all your shit. Get out on the other side, blah blah blah. But yeah, we had to we had to swim qual. That was our qual. Basically, was don't drown. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I I don't swim well. I love swimming. I grew up swimming, so it was not a problem for me. Jason, don't. I, float. I love to swim. I just don't do it well. I have never floated. <laughs> My buoyancy is about three feet underwater, so it is work to keep me a. With just the tread water. You get a snorkel. Commandant a, right now is Burger. This new Commandant they got is changing things. Hmm. It's a good article. What you got there, Schmitty? Well, it's about the whole tank thing. Because Ukraine played a big part. Because tanks yeah. aren't doing well in Ukraine. No, we've kind of obsoleted. We kind of op- made... But this is Let me say why. a heavy tank. Well, no, this is why the commandant saying he wants to get rid of tanks. Of course, he's seeing Ukraine as a vindication of it, not because he's not doing it because of Ukraine, but he's vindicated because he sees how they're doing in Ukraine. But last year, the Marine Corps got rid of all its tank units. But this was Berger, who's the Marine Corps commandant. Berger's plan to reshape the Marine Corps primarily to fight a prospective long-range, high-tech, over-water war with China. Berger has taken and is taking plenty of barbs from within the senior ranks of the Marine Corps and from external critics for his new direction. 
but he's basically saying we have sufficient evidence to conclude that this capability, despite its long and honorable history in the wars of the past, is operationally unsuitable for our highest priority challenges in the future. He's betting big on the China fight because he believes he has to. Well, remember what I told you the, the other it's week. Coming. Well, the other thing I've noticed, I guess I probably should mention his name on here, who's leaving here pretty soon to go on a three-week deployment, and then he's going to have to turn around and do another few weeks, is because things are ramping up. Anytime reserves get activated more than usual, it's because they're ramping up for something. And they're ramping up in the Pacific, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, pretty much. We don't ramp up for nothing. Yay. <laughs> exactly. So fucking excited. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. No, because uh, we'd have to, I mean, you'd have to have, uh, there's not enough military personnel to, to fight a war of that magnitude. No, Obama really screwed that up. Well, we just opened a new base. The Marine Corps did. I believe it's in Philippines. Talking about Guam? Nope, another one. We opened up a new one. We closed. We already got rid of a bunch of base. We got rid of pretty much everything in Japan and moved everything over to Philippines. I can't remember a new. Let me see. Yeah, look up Camp Blaze, B-L-A-Z. We just, uh, October of 2020, we activated a new base in Guam. And if you know where Guam is. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that we just opened up a new base in Guam, Guam is con conveniently located fairly close to China. Not to mention the Philippines. I mean, we still have the Philippines too. But let me ask a stupid question. I, I don't I don't know this. Australia. Yeah. How many Air Force bases do you think we have in Australia on the northern end? Us? Yes. No, I got no idea. As long range bombers from Australia would be a short trip compared to U.S. soil. I don't think we have any. It's far enough away from China that they can't strike it. I don't think we have any. Did you say Guam? And I'm looking at the map and I was like, Australia is due south. Yeah. We have bases in the Philippines too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I kind of wondered about that. Like, I would imagine, like, once we got to. For instance, Afghanistan, like at a certain point, like a lot of that equipment had to be airlifted in. Well, logistics is a big part of warfare. That's yes. a fun fact. That's why Russia's trains run on a different gauge than ours do. Yes. We couldn't, so we couldn't bring our engines over there and put them on their rail. And anywhere the Marine Corps has ever been, we're still there. Anytime oh. we ever went anywhere, we left. We made a base. Left a contingent. Yep. We're spread out all over the fucking place. Uh, I did not know that. Thank you for your patronage. Please share the podcast or tell a friend about it. You're listening to the program to help us support first responders and veterans alike. Stop by and check us out on Facebook. For those who would like to donate or subscribe to the program, you can do so at redcircle.com. Prime Cohesion. Mm -hmm.